When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Hello there, welcome to the Tower Public Podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout-outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Talk Republic. Today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Summer Mordock. She is a fantastic family and commercial photographer and educator. And I am super excited to have you here as a guest. So while people are joining us and, you know, sharing this content, quick question, I mean, quick Gosh, I haven't done this for a while. The summer got me a little bit off. Remember that you guys can share this content just by hitting the share button or commenting on the comments below, tagging your friends. So while people join us, Summer, what about you? Tell us about you and what do you do? Um, my, first of all, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Hi, everybody. Um, so my name is Summer Murdoch. I live outside, just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. I've lived here for, didn't grow up here, but I've lived here now longer than I've lived anywhere else. So I guess I'm officially from here. <laughs> um, I am, I started out as a child and family photographer. Um, I now am not booking families very much anymore. And I have kind of branched off into the commercial world. That's newer to me. Um, but it's, exciting and always cool to mix it up and try new stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, I do that. I teach an online workshop called the magic of light. I run a, and I've been doing that for five years. I founded and run an online photography school called illuminate classes where I teach magic of light. There's like 14 other amazing teachers that teach there as well. Um, so yeah, that's me. You know? I like it. A lot of like great things. I came across your work years ago and I have always been fascinating by your, well, I find out it was your family, you know, a couple of yes. months after following you. You yes. do photograph, I mean, your Instagram story seems to be about 90% your family. Am I correct? For sure. Lately, I mean, my lately Instagram is almost 100% my family. Um, commercial stuff. I can't share until, you know, the projects are live. So I can't share stuff as regularly. So yeah, lately, it's primarily my family. Like for the past few years, it's been almost exclusively my family, and which I photograph my family. I try to make a picture every day. It doesn't happen every day, but that's the goal. So yeah. 
I love that. So, okay, let's talk about this family photography because I think that sometimes as photographers, we spend all of our time, you know, catering to clients and we forget our own family. Uh, sad story. I myself have no pictures of my childhood. I mean, maybe 10 photos. My family never took photos. And even though I complain a lot about this, I take no pictures of my family ever. So now I'm like doing the same thing that my mom did. And I think it's sad because we, I mean, we have this craft, we have the tools and we rarely, you know, photograph our family. Why do you think is this happening? Or why do you think people are not like focusing on their families a little bit more? Well, it's hard when you're running a business. There's, I mean, it's, it takes every ounce of your extra time and energy. And sometimes you just don't want to pick the camera up, you know, because I mean, you're picking, I mean, I just got back this week, last week, I was gone in Kansas City shooting a commercial job. Um, I was gone all week. I mean, I think I shot like 15,000 images over the week. It was a long shoot, five day shoot. Um, and I, like I'm, I get home and the last thing I feel like doing after like five, 12 hour days of running around shooting is picking up my camera. You know what I mean? It's just, that's why it's because we're stressed and we're, um, and, but sometimes I think we have to shift our perspective when we're photographing our families and not look at it as work, but look at it as play. Um, because it's fun. I mean, when I actually force myself, sometimes I legit just say, pick the camera up, walk outside or walk around the house and just look and see if there's anything that's interesting going on. Um, and sometimes there's not, but sometimes some of my favorite photos have come from just doing that, just forcing myself against my own will <laughs> to pick up the camera and try, you know? So there's, I don't know, there's amazing things all around us all the time. I think if you just stay open and shift your mind and realize that having this tool and this skill of being able to make a photograph is a gift and to take the pressure off of ourselves so that we have to make this groundbreaking uh, Instagram worthy image, but just to pick up the camera and try. And some days it may not work out, but you'll be surprised. Some days you will make amazing stuff. And even if it's not amazing, 20 years down the line, if it's just a snapshot, you'll be happy to have it. Of you I would be that. happy to have my pictures. Exactly. Of <laughs> exactly. 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 So I think as that's the biggest obstacle as busy uh, business owners, I think is to just do it. Just do it. I and like you, you, you point out something that I think it's really important, which is perspective. In I can mm -hmm. only speak for myself in this. And sometimes when I feel like photographing my family, because I do lifestyle, you know, kind of like not superly posed, but, you know, like very organized photos, I feel like I have to do exactly the same with my family. And that's what it feels exactly like work. Instead of letting them, you know, be wild and free, I'm trying to like control the moment. Mm -hmm. So I think it's great to follow what you said that is just like, Treat it as an experiment, you know? If you do yes. lifestyle, maybe this is your time to experiment with like really photojournalistic. And as oh. you said, you don't have to create this amazing, you know, photograph. There is something very beautiful in simplicity, which I think some of your photos, even, I mean, all of them are gorgeous, but there are pictures that are quite simple to the eye, but they are still stunning. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I think it's important too when you're photographing your own kids. If you want to do it regularly, you can't you can't organize a big ordeal every day or they will hate you and they will hate your camera. And so it's important, I think, to just, I mean, for me, I'm always, if I walk around and there's something interesting, if I, sometimes I will just be a fly on the wall and I'll capture what they're already doing. Sometimes I see a, a pretty pocket of light or something that I think is beautiful outside or a pocket of light on the wall and I'll ask for cooperation Sometimes they say no. And if they say no, I don't sit and argue and fight with them. I just say like, okay, because I know there's always tomorrow, right? And I have four kids, so I can ask all of them. <laughs> Maybe one of them. You have four that. options. <laughs> <laughs> but even if all of them say no, I try to not push it. Um, and then if they do cooperate, I ask them for five minutes and not more than five minutes because, um, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but and shoot forever because I think it's fun, especially photographing my own kids. But I find that if I keep it short, they will trust me the next time that it's not going to take forever. Do you know what I mean? And yes. they're more likely to cooperate the next time. So I wanted to ask you about this because, again, you photograph your kids a lot and mm -hmm. you have teenage kids. And mm -hmm. do they really appreciate your photos or they, mm -hmm. you know, give you a hard time? They're like, oh, mom, why? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they do. They don't really. I think they will at some point. And, and you know, sometimes I, I think especially when they look through our photo books, like the albums, I think they start to appreciate them a little bit more. Um, but in the moment, day to day, when I'm taking a photo, do they appreciate them? No, <laughs> they don't care. Like, they, don't. they don't care. But they do love looking through those albums. And I do think that someday, um, you know, they'll appreciate it someday. And I just hope that they'll get a glimpse of what it was like. My perspective, how I'm photographing them is sort of how I see them. So I hope when they're older, they get a glimpse of how I saw them in childhood, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm a little you know? bit jealous of your children because I wish I had pictures like that or actually any photos of my childhood. I used to bother my mom and be like, tell me the truth. You just found me somewhere. And that's what I have no photos of me. So uh, yeah, I don't have that many either. I have some, but I mean, compared to these nowadays, I mean, people just take photos of everything all the time, you know, but I think it was, it's a different. Yeah. You know, before the film yeah. and getting all this done, exactly. now we have the technology, actually just even your phone, you know, iPhone takes totally. like beautiful photos. I it mean, does. the camera is great. So it does. You know, and in 20 years, you won't care what camera it's taken with. I mean, you'll just, like you said, you know, I think we have to, and I struggle with this sometimes with just taking a snapshot. I feel like it has to be a more thoughtful image that I struggle sometimes to just take a cell phone snapshot, but I'm getting better at that, especially as my kids are getting older, the teenagers are more difficult to photograph. And so sometimes I'm just like, okay, snap, this is better than nothing, <laughs> you know? There is a phrase or a quote that says, any photo is better than no photo, right? Yeah, yeah so, totally. So that's so. good. Vanessa says that she's starting to do this. She's actually here in the chat. She says that she has started to do this with her family and that she is keeping it short. So that's always a good tip and a good advice. Don't force it, right? Absolutely. Like I say, less than five minutes. I true. I like make myself stick to that it, unless they, for some reason, my kids are loving it, which is never, but 
<laughs> but yeah. But I see, I see that you do. I mean, and I, when I say I see, is because I have seen your stories. Mm -hmm. We have never met in person, but like you post a lot in your Instagram, and I've seen in your stories, you're like having like a little picnic. By the way, you have the cutest bunny ever. And you just are enjoying your kids, but you also have like your camera. It seems like an organic thing. It doesn't seem like, as I yes. said before, like, okay, we're going to do this photo shoot. Everybody looks nice. Doesn't seem that way. I never do that ever, ever, ever. Um, I used to, when I first started, I would try that. It would be like, oh, brush your hair, do, you know? And I, then I was looking at the photos and thinking, this don't, this don't even look like my kids. I mean, my kids don't brush their hair. <laughs> Especially if it's summertime, like dreadlocks going on with my girls sometimes. I mean, so yeah. And, and again, if you make it into this big organized ordeal, they're going to hate it. Yeah. I think I, that what you were talking about with the bunny outside, that was just my two girls went out in our yard and, you know, took their books and the bunny outside. And I looked out and saw them grabbed my camera, went out and sat with them for a little bit and took a few photos, you know, so it's win-win. One of the things that I, that I love about your photography and now that you talk about this, that you said that you just take a look at a moment and it doesn't matter what time of the day it is or what it's happening, you see the beauty of it. You go and capture it. It's like you play with light in a beautiful way. Well, Some of your you. pictures have really, really harsh light, something that some photographers will be like, oh, that light is horrible. We should never photograph under those conditions. But then you are taking advantage of it. So how do you play with light? Well, you know, way, Summer. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can't say that. I always say this. All lights not equal, but you can make a cool picture in any kind of light. So, I mean, in the harsh light or full sun, you definitely, it, you know, every light has its mood, I guess. So you can't. To say that I will take, and I will take a picture any time of day, harsh light, full sun is not always my favorite, but sometimes I love it. And sometimes I think it's amazing to just embrace it, you know, blue skies and all. Um, and I think sort of how I, because I used to feel the same way, feel scared to, you know, and I wouldn't even pick up my camera in certain kinds of light. I just thought like, eh, it's not even worth it. This light's terrible. But I think with photographing your own kids and that whole mentality of in your own life, that whole mentality of just experimenting and playing, I started to question in my mind, well, can I really not take a photo at this time of day? I mean, our lives happen at this time of day. So let's see what I can do. And so that's just something that I've done pretty much with every kind of light, I will just challenge myself and say, okay, if, if I hear my brain telling me don't, it's not even worth picking up the camera. I challenge that and think, okay, how can I, this might not be as awesome as golden hour light. Cause that's my favorite. Um, Obviously. Uh, yeah. I mean, who's, well, maybe some photographers it's not, but even if I'm like using harsh light at golden hour, I love it not backlighting, but like front lighting or side lighting, I still love golden hour light, no matter how I'm using the light the best, just because it's softest. But I just challenged myself and, and, um, you know, and I think that's the best way to do it and to do it when it's not at a session necessarily that counts and that you're getting paid for and to just play around with if you, I'm all about, you know, you see a pocket of light that you find interesting, figure out how to make a photo out of it. Um, you know, if you can, even if you have to take a self portrait to try to play around with it and, you know, it may never see the light of day, but just play around with it 
and experiment. And, and that's truly how I've learned everything that I know. Um, so yeah, just embrace it. Like if you find, if you see something that you find interesting, that, that you are curious about, follow through on that and figure out a way to make it work, I guess. You I know? like the whole concept of you're really experimenting, right? If it's your family, nobody's getting paid, it's not your client. So if the picture doesn't turn out right, good. Doesn't matter, no totally. big deal, you learn. And also another thing I mentioned is about self-portraits. Uh, I don't have any children, but and many, I mean, perhaps people that are listening to us, they don't have any children. So you can turn your camera onto you also. You don't have yeah. to wait to have kids to photograph your family. Your family could be your dog, your husband, your partner, I don't know, your parents, any anybody around you doesn't have to be just your small children. Or even if your kids are grown-ups already, doesn't right. have to be just little children. It could be right. anybody. Absolutely. Yeah, it can be anybody. I think it's important to have that time to experiment with no pressure um, because I, you just have more confidence. And, and even if you're still experimenting a little bit at a paid session with some techniques that you don't usually use, if you've at least tried a little bit beforehand, you're going to just make way better use of that time and feel like you're not wasting their time and money. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I feel sometimes that when we get really into, you know, a busy season or our business, you know, takes off and we forget a little bit about experimenting mm -hmm. and photography becomes just like our job and this is how we get paid and we forget to take the time to just take the camera for fun. Right. Just go and try something new. Go and fail at something, you know, like if you totally. are really good at golden hour, go take that camera, I don't know, during harsh light and go and fail. Right. You know, go and try it and try it until you find something that you like, or at least you'll be like, you know, I tried it and this is definitely something that I don't enjoy. But give yeah. yourself that opportunity to discover something new. Totally. I always think, you know, I watch my kids, they will spend hours making the weirdest crap for no reason. Do you know what I mean? They're not, they're not trying to put it on Instagram. They're not trying to impress their friends or me or whatever. Um, if anyone's here, heard me speak before, you've heard me tell this story, but they, one time my girls spent like four hours on a Saturday afternoon making fake vomit um, and putting it all over the neighborhood, <laughs> making it out of like toilet paper and Swedish fish and water and make, it looked real. And they would put it all over the neighborhood and then like step back and watch people walk by and go, oh, gross, you know? And I mean, they weren't doing that point being, they weren't doing it to impress anyone. They weren't, I mean, they were just playing. Having fun. If having fun. And we need to have that same mentality about photography or you're going to get burnt out really fast, you know? Yes. I think that's so important. I think that we get so cut up into the business, uh, a little bit of the competition, even though we try to have this mentality of like community, no competition, but we're constantly looking at other people. What mm -hmm. are they doing? Why my Instagram only got, I don't know, a hundred likes and somebody else is getting a thousand and yep. we start losing that playfulness. It's exhausting all it of is. that if you get too caught up in it, you know? So it's important to, yeah, give yourself time to play, to fail, to know that you don't have to no one has to see it if it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? You can just enjoy That's another the process. thing. I, I've enjoy heard many photographers saying like, oh, why am I going to take that photo if I'm never going to show it? Just, just for yourself. Right. You know, 
Not everybody needs to see this all the time that I don't show all the time, you know, and that's okay. Like you should, you should, you should be making stuff. That's if you're not making stuff that's failing, you're not, you're not pushing yourself, you know, I like that. Yeah. That is really good. It's always, yeah, don't be. And I think, I think as a, as an industry, I mean, a lot of people, I, myself, including this, we are sometimes afraid of taking a risk. We get mm-hmm. comfortable in our style. We're comfortable with what we're doing. And as you said, months, years pass by, and then you're like, oh, my God, what the heck happened? I haven't done anything new. Yep. And I think it's because a little bit of fear of, like, trying something new, the unexpected. Right. right. And, yeah, and just enjoying the process is so important. I think when we, you know, think back to when you first started, you would pick up the camera and everything was fun and new and exciting and you didn't have an audience. I mean, when I started, there was no Facebook page, no nothing. I was just making it and looking at the back of my camera and being like, Oh, look at that. I made that. I'm so excited. Even though it was pure crap, what I was making, but Listen, I was know so excited, you know, and like it was the process of making it and discovery and th- that was fun. And somehow we've gotten to the point that when you pick up the camera, you're already, well, not everyone, but I think this is a common pitfall to fall into that you pick up the camera. You're, you're already concerned every time you click about the end result and what you're going to put on Instagram or what you're going to put on your website or what the client's going to see or all, any of that. And you don't give your t- yourself that freedom with no pressure to just pick up the camera and then, get lost in the moment and enjoy what you are doing in the moment, regardless of what you make, you know, it's important. Good. Yeah, it is definitely, definitely important for us to, you know, go and have fun and experiment and hit that reset button button and, you know, go and enjoy that. So Summer, you've mentioned that you have a couple of classes that you have that you teach. Tell us a little bit more about this, these classes and workshops. Yes. Well, um, I have been teaching, as I mentioned, Magic of Light. It's been about five years now. Um, it's crazy. I've been, I love it. Love Is that an teaching. in-person workshop? Or no, it's, it's online. It's okay. online. Um, I teach it about three times a year. I teach it over at Illuminate Classes, which is an online photography school that I, um, that I founded and run. And yeah, there's I think 14 teachers total. There's all kinds of topics, um, amazing classes, but yeah, the magic of light for whatever reason, um, so has, it's kind of popular. It sells out quickly. I love teaching it. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I just, what I try to the next workshop running. Um, it is going on right now. And okay. then we will, uh, the next block will be winter, which will probably open registration sometime the end of November for Magic of Light and for all the classes. So I'll make sure to add a link to both this video and the audio so people can go and check that out. And what should people expect to learn in these classes? The class, well, in the Magic of Light, um, Magic of Light is just all about a lot of what we've talked about here. Um, Plus, it's just all about learning that yes, all lights not equal, but you can make a cool picture in any kind of light. Um, We talk about all of these things we've talked about on this podcast, as well as, um, you know, very technical information about pretty much every kind of light that you can think of. 
So I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. So because this is a marketing podcast, and I always have to ask this question: yes. What's one marketing strategy or tool or something related to marketing that you love and that has helped you with your business? Um, word of mouth probably is one of the best marketing tools. I think with magic, the power of word of mouth when you deliver a good product um, is, and I know that's old school, um, but I have just found with the magic of light, it sells out really quickly. And to be honest, I haven't marketed it super heavily besides, you know, people I, attending I, the class and loving it. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, and I have a newsletter and Instagram and Facebook. I mean, I do all the, the classic things, but I do think it's also important to remember to just not put all your eggs in one basket and oh, that's great. a little that's bit great. of everything, you know, cause things constantly change. I've been doing this long enough to, to, you know, back when Facebook was amazing and everyone who signed up to look at your page saw it. And then that changed. And then Instagram was awesome. And everyone who signed up for your page saw your posts and, you know, we all know how that goes now. <laughs> That's good. Don't, I was yeah. just reading. I mean, this has nothing to do with you, but I was just reading about this super amazing photographer that he lost his Instagram account. One day he yeah. went to log on and it was canceled. Thousands of people that now he has no way to reach. Right. So as you said, yeah. don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Go, yeah. You have to do. Yeah. But even as newsletters you said, are important. Yes, too. going back to word of mouth, I think that people sometimes think that word of mouth is actually like immediate people that you have worked with. I saw your work through another photographer, even though right. we have never met in person. I find about you through other right. people, so that's super important too. You know, put yourself out there also. Yes, putting yourself out there, putting your work out there. I mean, Pinterest. I, I think I just got this uh, commercial job. Um, that I shot last week because the people, the art director found my work on Pinterest. You, you know? never know when people are going to find never you. Know. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we, the social media game can be exhausting, but I think it's important to just remember to try to still put yourself out there, even if pace you yourself. Know. Exactly. You know that's good. Yes. We have a couple of people here live. I just want to make sure if anybody has any questions to ask you. Some people mentioned that they're also doing books, which is great. That's another thing. I mean, you're printing. I mean, you're creating all this beautiful art. Make sure that you are printing it because, again, your computer can die. You can lose everything. <laughs> so, that happened to me last week. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't lose photos, but I but, mean, yeah. I had yep. the last podcast was about backing up your stuff because it has happened to me that my backdrop, my my what's the name of those things they hard the, drives the hard yeah. drives died yeah. and then you're like ah what happened so that's yeah. always important Worst so nightmare. all right we have a couple of shy people uh people say that they've been following for years because of pinterest look at this emily says ah. there you go that's always yep. good and if you had come to this conversation in the middle of it just make sure that you can go and watch the replay and i'm going to have an audio for all of you so you can watch it i mean listen to it on the podcast summer what is something that you are currently loving doesn't have to be photography related or anything like that um currently loving um black beans and <laughs> cashew cream <laughs> are you a vegetarian 
I, you know, I don't call myself that. I call myself a plant-based eater. It's been about two years. I've majorly switched how I eat. So I'm kind of a little bit obsessed with all of that lately. I just, this is my third week as a vegetarian. I'm excited. Ah, <laughs> yeah. How is that going? So far, so good. Yeah. It's not that bad if you, uh, and I, I don't eat hardly any, like I don't eat a lot of dairy either. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's, uh, I feel so much better. It's crazy. So awesome. So black beans like, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Black beans and carrot juice and carrot and ginger juice in the morning. <laughs> that is delicious. It is really good. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. We do have a question here and it says, hold on, let me go back because I, as I said, sometimes this takes a little bit yes. of time. It says, what is your favorite lens? Oh gosh, that is a hard one. It depends on my mood. <laughs> Um, for my client work, when I'm shooting outdoors, I shoot with my 24 to 70, um, for like when I do family sessions, I mean, that, that's on my lens, probably 80% of the time. I also love my 50 millimeter lens for portraits. And when light gets a little bit lower, um, I have the Canon 51.2. I swear they need to like remake that lens because for kids, it is a little slow to focus, but when it nails it, it's amazing. I love my tilt shift, um, but yeah, I think the three lenses I use the most are 35, 50, and 24 to 70. I love the so. 24 72. Yeah. I think it's better than the first one, and the 50, it's, I love it. I love my yeah. 50. Yep. We also have another question. Even though now you're 100% commercial, but what was the hardest lesson you learned when first starting shooting families? Um, gosh. I think it there's just so many unknowns. And I think to just sort of surrender to that and to be open to what the family is actually bringing to the table and not trying to control every little situation. Um, I think shooting my own family, my own kids who are extremely difficult made me a better family photographer because Definitely. I just, you know, I would have shots, ideas in my head. And I think when I first started, I would just, sit there and like stress out if this shot wasn't working. And now I just know like, okay, let go, move on to something else. This obviously isn't working and just be more flexible and, and let the family be them, you know, not to force a shot that feels obviously uncomfortable to them and move on. And just to get them moving. I mean, that is, that is I, great advice. I am super awkward. I, when someone puts the camera on me, but if I'm moving and have something to do, I feel way less awkward. So I just think, get them moving and do something. And then the real selves come out because the more they sit there, the more awkward they start to feel, you know? Oh, that's great. Great yeah. advice. I know, again, you're more focused into commercial, but we have just one more question over here. And he's actually from, I think it's Georgia in Europe. And Justin asks, what's the best way to answer if people try to book you through your Facebook page? Send them a PDF with everything or write them as a text. I kind of feel that people don't want you to download PDFs and just want a fast answer. What would you advise? Um, I actually, I when someone tries to book me through my Facebook page, I get an, I, I put on an autoresponder that says, hey, email me at summer at summerandmurdoch.com. Um, I don't use and I people usually do. So I, I don't, I'm not super responsive. On I Facebook don't have messages. anything on Facebook. I actually turn it off because yeah. 
I I want clients that if they if they really interested in booking me that they take the time to go through my website yeah. see my work and fill out my form it's not just like hey what's your pricing that totally not gonna translate into any kind of business for me that has been my personal experience yep. that's mine too I feel like then they for sure will get an And they probably won't get a sticker shock because they see your work and they see, you know, some kind of value on your website. And then when you send that PDF with your pricing, it's not like, how do we get here? I think we lost Summer for a second. Oh, here oh. you are again. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where I cut off. I was saying that I put my pricing on my website directly. I don't send a PDF because that's not my main business. I, it just weeds out my prices there and it weeds out anyone immediately. You know, I know there's value in um, interacting, but for me at this point, I just put it all out there so that yeah. I don't have to. Just a reminder also that currently you are 100% a commercial photographer. So. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's the direction I'm going right now, for sure. Awesome. So, yeah. All righty, Summer, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at summer underscore Murdoch. You can find me on my website, summermurdoch.com. Um, yeah, and then Facebook, I still post there, but basically just share from Instagram to Facebook, yeah. That's I'm going to put a link to all your places here on this audio. So go, people, you should go follow her on Instagram because her work is really inspiring, beautiful. Okay. And as she said, go and do your own thing. Try things out, right? Yes. It's awesome. worth it, man. There you go. Summer, yep. thank you so much for giving us uh, some of your time. We're super grateful. I think there is great information in this conversation many aha moments so we're so happy that you're a friend of the talk republic and whenever you need to talk to somebody or to share your content please we are here to you know awesome. help you thank, thank you so you. much Appreciate for all it. of you watching and i'll see you next week with another amazing guest bye people Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.